Drop in the untold stories of industry leaders, influencers, and insights on future innovation. I'm John Davidson, and this is the DLC, DLC Drop, Drop Podcast. Podcast. All right, excited for this episode with one of the few pro players that we've had on the DLC Drop Podcast, Michael Flamesword Chavez. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you uh, inviting me, man. I'm super excited. We've already been talking before this has started, so super excited to dive into these topics. Have you discussed a little bit how you and I ended up bumping into each other? It might even be funnier than we think because there might have been a chance in the past before this recent encounter that you and I right. actually probably have actually crossed paths, which is pretty funny. Same room, um, same arena? Something like that, probably. Because yeah. you've been obviously involved with GameStop. A bunch of other people know about you. Um, when I started that, I mean, once you dive into it, I started, I was like, yeah, I met all these people. This was one guy I used to hang out with at an MLG event that we did some troublesome things that I will not talk about. Yeah. On, I mean, <laughs> nothing like crazy to get me in jail or anything, but like, dude, that's yeah. like some mischief Halloween type stuff. Like, why are you doing that? Sure. And it's easy, you know, we were kids. Um, right. But uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll let you start with that, how, how we encountered one another. I don't know if you have prior memory of ever potentially meeting me before that. No, but what's funny is because I knew who you were. Mm-hmm. I was obviously very close to the Optic guys. We did deals with them when I was at GameStop. Mm-hmm. Um, did a lot of content creating together um, with the Call of Duty team. We did like how tos with like the newest game with Dashy and you know other players, mm-hmm. and um, got to know Hector pretty well as we looked into what are the different opportunities. Some happened, some didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so. One of the um, the deals that I love the most, the non-demic sponsorships, is Turtle Wax with Optic. And I talk about it all the time when I give an, an example of like, hey, if you're a company, that it might not be obvious how you integrate into esports, there's probably a way. It just has to be very well thought out. Because if you are not part of this campaign, what would you have thought Turtle Wax would have done in esports? Like what would be like an obvious thing of... Any title or... That's tough, right? I think being in this space and kind of understanding what gamers and the gaming gaming culture is after, I think I'd be able to give some stuff. On top of what we did, Crim, what Crim and Hex did was... Actually, now that I think about the whole approach, I think what they did was kind of on the money. They went after lifestyle, right? They were exactly just purely looking at the lifestyle of all our guys. Ended up going with Hex, Crim. They were big into the cars. Crim 6, obviously, man's trying to race from my understanding nowadays. He's got the simulator in his house and all that stuff. So they catered to that or or looked into that, which I think all brands that are not in the scene should do, right? Like, because... If you're spalling basketball and you come into the scene for a shooter game, it's like, how does balding? Right. It's like, well, I mean, you either got lifestyle, like, do they play basketball on the side and, like, that's why they use your ball? Or do you want to take it to the next level? Like, hey, man, like, we've done this with NBA players to increase their hand eye coordination. Like, we'll give you a spalling ball to, you know, train and here's the program. Boom, you, sh- you show it off. Yeah. Other people that are looking up to you are all of a sudden now into it. And they're like, yo, this is making me a better gamer. And then most of the time, and, and I'm sure we'll get into this uh, later, but anything outside physically, mentally that increases your phys- physical or mental state will help you in gaming. No questions right. asked. And and rolling back into Turtle X, with me, I was an adventurer. And so mm. the campaign I did with them was by far 
one of the craziest things I've ever done. I'm always talking about how I want to travel, but you know, as humans, we always find some yeah. something to stop us. And with Turtle Wax, I was able to get my best friend was a videographer. We rented a camper van. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was already out on family vacation with my family in Portugal, uh, Portuguese nationality. Haven't been there since I was nine or ten years old. So it was basically a 20 year time since i was there wow. went there with the whole family started with in lit or ended in lisbon with the family and that's where the turtle wax trip actually began and then we did uh what's it called lisbon cadiz spain uh, lisbon's portugal cadiz spain uh gibraltar and then valencia and barcelona and it was absolutely insane because this is the stuff i was preaching my entire gaming career like mm. they travel the, the fact that we get to go to different cities for tournaments just allows us to so like I was just thrown into this this traveling adventure as soon as I started gaming without even knowing it because it was like well you can't just game from home nowadays you know online is way bigger that it makes sense yeah. you know you got your gig, gig I can't even say but your gig Gigillionaires, millionaires, gigillionaires. The new Google yeah. Fiber people, you know, they've seen those commercials. Right. Yeah. So you have people on one gig, five gig fiber that you could play from home versus back in the day, where it's like, hey, everything yeah. has to be in the same room. LAN is still, you know, the best of the best. Um, but now with that internet speed, things are doable online versus on LAN. And just being able to travel and getting a taste of it in my own country to mm-hmm. now want to go back, you know, in Europe, you know, family's country and all that turtle wax allow that to come to life and it was just absolutely insane so we were there for maybe 10 days and you know just backpacked the whole thing i think it was a total of 29 to 37 hours um so basically you know east coast to west coast in in america and my friend's a vegan who's the videographer Mm -hmm. i know i can understand spanish and portuguese pretty well i can't speak it fluent like i used to but I am just terrified on this trip, by the way, because this guy's vegan. Yeah. And certain things will send him to the hospital. If there's milk in it. Yes. You know, like, he's a hardcore vegan. Yeah. My buddy, he's been doing it for over 15 years. I've seen him in the beginning process when someone would put meat by action or cook something of his with meat, and he uh-huh. would be knocked out for five days. And here I am in wow. Europe. I'm not quite sure why I chose him, besides obviously him being my best friend. Um, <laughs> but I was like oh my god this is like not even vacation anymore this is like i'm i'm working to make sure this guy doesn't die like you know like if we end up in a hospital sure he'll be fine i i think once we get to the hospital but that whole process of freaking out exactly (laughs) yeah you know what i mean so that's that's if yeah there you go i didn't even have that answer answered and so it was like all right these are the keywords i had to listen for if i hear this is in the food or not i'm telling him he cannot eat it Mm -hmm. and whatnot um and besides all that scary stuff by far one of the greatest trips of my life can't thank turtle wax enough for it i feel like it it was able to bring out a better version of myself it was Mm. able to open my eyes to a different world not just that you know world i'm used to being in my room Mm -hmm. at the game set up gaming and only dealing with internet issues sort of say where you see only what's directed towards you on your twitter your instagram your youtube whatever it may be yeah um but yeah, Turtle Wax hit it pff, nail nail on the head perfectly. They went after lifestyle. Yeah. They didn't try to force the lifestyle onto people. They they understood from exactly. Hector, from Krim, from me what we actually enjoyed and they said, All right, like how do how do we work with you to make these, you know, dreams, goals of yours a reality? And boom, they were just on board right away. The DLC Drop Podcast is sponsored by Ice Shaker. I've been a huge fan of this brand for the past few years, ever since I met founder 
Chris Gronkowski. Uh, what I love about this product is the brand story, the functionality, and the customization. iShaker is a Shark Tank company invested in by Mark Cuban and Alex Rodriguez, owned by NFL players Rob Gronkowski and Chris Gronkowski. I love using my iShaker anytime I'm driving to the podcast studio, I'm going skateboarding, or I'm at the gym. No matter what I'm doing, it just does a great job of keeping my drinks hot or cold. The customization for iShaker is something that's super unique. You can get any name, just about any logo engraved onto your iShaker and delivered to you within just three to five business days. Get your own DLC Drop branded iShaker at iShaker.com forward slash DLC Drop. Save 20% on all iShaker products with the discount code DLC Drop. Yeah, because when I think about it, if I didn't know anything about esports or about like the lives, the non-gaming lives of some pro gamers, I would think, oh, Turtle Wax, you sponsor Rocket League, which wasn't around then, but you know, Rocket League, or maybe you're doing like sim racing or you're mm-hmm. in some sort of league. But the fact that they're like, wait, they sponsor Call of Duty team, you know? Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. And yeah. it's like, wait a minute. Okay, Krim, obviously all about the Porsche or Porsche. The difference between a Porsche and a Porsche, Porsche is when yeah. you own one, it's a Porsche. That's what really? Is that, is, that, is that the difference? Really? I, I, never I think that's that. just a joke. Yeah, okay, it's okay. It's, I think it's but actually I see, Porsche. I mean, that, but... that makes sense, though, for sure, yeah. Because yeah. when you buy, they're correcting you, like, hey, stop saying Porsche. Yeah. It's Porsche. Because then you're all about it. Yeah. And you, like, really know. It's like you're on mm-hmm. that inside club. So someone yeah. might have to ask Krim, is it Porsche or Porsche? He could he, he tell Porsche. us. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, with Hector, obviously... He's got a G-Wagon, and he's got a Great Dane. Mm-hmm. That is a combination, like Henry the Great so, yeah, I mean, instead it's of the G-Wagon. Dane, yeah, you know, you're going to have to clean that car. Yeah, and with all the other little ones, too. Right. I mean, there's reeds, and he has the G-Wagon. It's the wagon, all the animals across the, right. the, the pond and whatnot. But, man, he's got, is it seven or eight now? Seven or eight dogs. And sometimes I dislike it because if my girlfriend ever sees his wife's Instagram or his and all the dogs, <laughs> she's gonna just, want the constant. We, we already have one. one. We need another one. So she has siblings, and then they need another one. So they're not both bored. And now they need another one. So all three aren't bored. It's like right. I don't know if I could do this. You know, like yeah. I, I love animals. Um, absolutely love animals. But I have one puppy, and I feel like if I was to add another one, God bless Hex's soul for being able to take on that many. Um, but I feel if I was to get another one, it would obviously create a new dynamic, and I really love the dynamic of my one solo pup and mm. how she wakes us up. One one dog putting her paws on my face to you know take her out potty in the morning and stuff like that, yep. like simple things and whatnot. But yeah, Hector Man Trooper Turtle Wax saw it yeah. right away for the like you said with the wagon cars, the the connections are just incredible. Like uh, and, yeah, and you've been around the gaming space for some time. I'm sure you've seen many other brands try to come in exactly. And- saving out quickly you know what i mean yeah so. and i so i think what they you know number one like the, the biggest rule of sponsoring uh a team especially if you're a non-endemic brand and it's not obvious ask them what you should do right a lot of the times it's like hey i've got this uh these goals these business priorities and these kpis and so we want to um really drive xyz and q4 and mm-hmm. this that and i've heard gaming's popular with the kids so let's do this let's uh get uh flame sword to do this thing and blah 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 and it's like that's not good for anybody <laughs> this sounds like the corporate lifestyle of america man which kind of 
brought me back to when we first got bought out when I was part of Optic and literally what you just said just ask them just hey like if you're going to invest anyone within uh outside of the game world that doesn't have an eye in here if you're going to come in you, you literally that was those are the magic words just ask them listen right exactly like like stop trying to force your agenda right like there's a reason you probably already have your eyeball on those specific people because they're getting attention so right. let them rock with their attention and their brand values which has to have some correlation with yours if you're the one who reaches out to them you know totally I mean? so i mean life is easiest when it's simple and that's the simplest thing and it's like hey what's the advice you could give us to like really help you guys out just that just yeah. listen at the end of the day just listen big time so because of that and i'm a good friend of dan Zaconi as well who's okay. worked with hector for a long time um and so i have told this story about Crim, Flame Sword, Hex, and Turtle Wax, and why it's great and why it's awesome and what people can learn from it. But I'd never met you. Mm -hmm. And then, so we're at a Red Bull event. Shout out to Alex Gill, the homie, mm -hmm. handling all the gaming stuff for Red Bull here in Dallas. Mm -hmm. So they're doing this event where they've got a basketball court out. Um, there's a WNBA player who's like, so when she would make a three, it would light up Reunion Tower yeah, or something, is, or it was make X amount, and then it, like a patch would light up. No, I think you're. It was. It was yeah. that. Is there was ten lights for every one she made that would light up. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like once she made them all, it was like party time or whatever. Hang exactly. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Red Bull model. <laughs> exactly. So they've got all these like little like drink booths and everything. So I'm hanging out with my friend. We're waiting around, and I turned around. And you ever like see someone and you you recognize them but you don't know from where? Yes, yes. This just happened to me the <laughs> other day. Literally, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, like did I go to school with this guy or did I work with him? And I looked down optic chain yeah. and I said, "You flame sword," yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is probably the funniest thing that oh, could come out dude. of my mouth. It's all oh, for sure. I remember telling my girlfriend, she was like, "So is this Red Bull thing like involved with like the gaming stuff you used to do?" I was like, "No, this is just a gaming uh, gaming colleague of mine from Infinite when Infinite bought Optic. That I, yeah. that's how I met uh, Gil, uh -huh. um, and I was actually desk partners with him. One of the coolest people I ever got to all work with and just be side by side in an office with, and." I was like, nah, it's just like basketball. They're, Red Bull's picking up a WNBA uh, athlete, um, which is on the Dallas team and all that stuff. So, like, we're just going out there to, you know, drink, party, and uh, have a good time. And, like, yeah. just be super relaxed. And then that happened. And I think there was also <laughs> another person that caught me by surprise, which was said person I brought up in the beginning of the video. Yeah. Where I guess I could talk, talk about it because it's not that crazy. It's probably just crazy when I was younger. But this guy at a at an event with him and i we ended up pulling like a fire extinguisher you know like super <laughs> yeah like three four a.m in the morning yeah everyone's been out type of deal we're all hanging out with people and then i was definitely deemed as like the party person sure. uh, growing up with or mike doesn't really have any fears like if he wants to do something he'll do it no question mm -hmm. about it if you ask him to do anything so it's funny or whatnot he'll go do it yeah um and so we ended up doing that and after we had our conversation moved on to him and then he, i was like wait a minute i don't really remember this and i was like 
And so that's why I went back to it was like, wait a minute, Funny. you and I probably also um, potentially at like some sort of gathering and whatnot. But like, probably again, so. that's 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 the memory thing of us getting older, which is definitely yeah. a little bit uh, harder to remember. But yeah, I mean, the event was crazy. We talked it off. Um, learned more about you. Learned more about Conroy as well. Yeah. Um, since not seeing everyone in in forever, and then obviously I used to be sponsored by Red Bull, so like that environment was was casual to me, or I guess norm. I shouldn't say casual, but the norm, right? In a sense, um, and it was cool because girlfriend knows so much about my gaming career, but only started dating after Optic. Like we've known each other for almost five years now i think today's She's actually like wow you are a big deal oh yeah i think i think, <laughs> I think today is our, our, no i should say i should think today is our third anniversary of dating and we've known each other for five six years um and she's never seen any of the world and then that red bull event was her first one i brought her out oh, to funny. a recent uh, halo event and she's mm-hmm. like this is crazy like like i always see you talking you know on the microphones in your room and stuff but like i didn't know it was like like this it's a real I was, thing i was like yeah it's it's definitely interesting uh as i've gotten older i try to keep myself out of that hermit shell you know as you get right. older where you think everything technically and you're like well like this might be a waste of my time it doesn't add to anything mm-hmm. but it's like well i mean life's about experiences and you just kind of go with them and whatever happens happens but yeah so that's how we met Red Bull, which is a great way. Yeah. Um, they're just honestly the best. I think they're also one of the best in the space, too. Big From time. the community to the people that are involved with Red Bull, mm-hmm. you know, like people right. that just go to the events. Like you meet so many people yeah. that you may have known, you may not have known. You find out they're really super cool, that they're, whoa, a little bit off, like they're mm-hmm. more introverted, more extroverted. Like you find all these things, and that's by far one of the reasons I've loved them since the beginning. I remember when I first got into Halo, there was Strong Side, Walshy, and the Ogre Twins, Ogre 1, Ogre 2, and they mm-hmm. were sponsored by Red Bull, Gilbert Arenas. And I remember Sick. when I was looking into it, I was like, these are the you know sponsors I want. Like These are the type of people I want to be involved with. And it's just crazy to see that they... Right, Halo kind of being one of your first ever esports games. Mm-hmm. That Red Bull was there, and they're still here in yeah. this space, which is crazy. Well, and they support a lot of niche communities. So, like, mm-hmm. I used to have a friend who was a, a photographer for Red Bull. Okay, and so he'd be like, "Yeah, I'm shooting this breakdancing competition event this Dude, weekend for Red Bull." Everything. They like, and then skateboarding, they're super big, and so it's like they identify a strong subculture or counterculture mm-hmm. that is probably underrepresented yeah and they just like champion it like crazy and then guess what all those people love red bull yeah 100%. because there wasn't the funds to do the cool event or to bring it to the next level mm-hmm. or whatever and boom now because of this one sponsor <sighs> it's a thing and i get to do more of what i love because of yeah. this brand mm-hmm. so you better believe that's what I'm gonna pick up at the store. No, I have the choice. Yeah, that brand love. Same thing with like the uh, iPhone, right? Exactly. Like if they decided to change iPhone to a phone all of a sudden, right? Like, <laughs> who knows what kind of uproar that would bring? Like, whoa! Like, this has been with us for over a decade. Like, why would you all of a sudden now switch it because you know Jobs is gone? It's like, oh, we're trying right. to reinvent it, and it's like reinvent what? You're, you're the top dog. There's no need to reinvent anything when you're number Don't one. Fix what you know what I mean? You just improve <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, they're just killing it. Uh, absolutely love them. Obviously, from everything they've been able to do mm-hmm. for me. But yeah, like brands like that, your Turtle Wax, your Red Bull. Um, I would even say Chipotle. I feel like Chipotle's kind of doing a good job. 
mm-hmm. on the end of hey this is a little bit or definitely more healthier than like your mcdonald's your wendy's your sure. taco bells like your quick your quick quick food because there definitely are variations at chipotle i'd say my biggest downfall with them is just how much salt sodium i guess is in their stuff like that's mm. kind of the higher end but i mean besides that you have a good you got a good nutritional meal i feel that comes out of chipotle and yeah that being you know a sponsor versus your mcdonald's and all that um, i'm sure they all do great things for people right like they right all those companies do great things on charity bases and stuff like that but me being the gamer and me knowing how big this space is and definitely people want to come into the space and be like hey like how can we like monopolize and, and all this it's like i like seeing those those good hearty brands really come out that you know do help uh, people out right gamers for the most part hamburgers exactly. hot dogs if you could start getting them on some chicken rice and veggies perfect you know like most time you you say the word veggies in front of like a young gamer and stuff like that it's, i mean obviously mostly kids where it's like i just don't want vegetables right um it's like whoa but you need that stuff like all this stuff mm-hmm. collect like i like I, I think the cool thing about you brought it up earlier too you said sims i think the coolest thing about sims is when you put a a person's perspective into that actually like hey like imagine that's you you're controlling you know like matrix style like mm-hmm. you're simulating yourself like are you not going to have this person drink water the the, the vegetables and the food says it does th- this much yeah. more energy it's like because so real it's saying that you know what i mean it's 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 the same for you in person there's a reason for it and if you just do everything else without you know that ec- that remainder 30 percent then it's like hey you're only 70 percent the best you could be why right. not be the full you know what i mean so right. i love chipotle for that reason and, and all those brands that are coming in that are that are driving the scene even further and yeah wax has done it with you know saying hey like let's let's people already watching for the gaming let's go lifestyle now red bull like you said the little niche communities to bring it up because it's like at the end of the day with the internet right like the whole point of it is to connect more people to be like hey you and me are alike there's no one in my town of 500 people that was like me they all outcasted me but now here there's people that i'm connecting with right so to see that from brands uh is just by far for me 33 years old been in the space since 12 13 like to see that stuff and that it hasn't gone stray for like just the straight dollars is awesome to see yeah it's super interesting to hear your perspective from the pro player perspective and one thing too you mentioned chipotle is a good uh, segue to your career is there are certain letters in chipotle that you can't you literally can't spell chipotle without optic yeah oh wow you ever realize that no that's amazing <laughs> yeah actually was i was at a chipotle one time and i was looking at my cup uh-huh and i took a picture of it and i circled and i texted hector and i was like it's yeah. backwards. Wow. Right? About. Yeah. I feel like I never it's knew a missed campaign. We're going to, uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll send over a proposal to yeah, our 100%. Uh, marketing friends at Chipotle That's after this. definitely a miss. <laughs> like the all-seeing eye, spell it down into the letters, with how they do the cups and right? all the words they throw in there. Oh, for sure. So let's you're take you. You're onto something for yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Let's take you back to Optic. So now you're at status quo. Mm-hmm. Um, take me uh, kind of a summary of your career about, you know, where you started, you know, you're 12, 13 years old where that started, how you got into optic, and then we'll take it into uh, status quo. Cool. So, yeah, most people when they say or hear flame sword, oh, the optic beard, optic flame sword, optic halo, many things I started over there with optic at optic. 
before optic i was just a halo player i would say i was probably in the top either top 10 or top five most known halo players at the time right like when twitter and all that stuff was coming out my account was either the fifth most or the sixth most at the time with people ahead of me that i mean these are the goats of the goats that i would expect to be ahead of me but ogre 2 walshy strong side t squared and i think that was maybe snipe down at the time that uh, at the time those were like your big players or from what i remember of like who was watching who and mm-hmm. all that stuff and then you had enable too who's over at 100 thieves now and started like most of the people or at least in my time started like most other people yeah. learned about mlg major league gaming at the time they were hosting halo tournaments halo was randomly a game that i picked up that i enjoyed mm. playing with my high school buddies story mode for the most part never did anything multiplayer or anything like that until halo 2 xbox live came out when i bought the game at midnight mm-hmm. but start playing this game i learned about mlg i learned about that gilbert arenas red bull one million dollar contract assigned yeah. to this team so that you're getting 250 for the year in my head i'm like i play this game I'm, my rank's pretty high up there on the leaderboards like, you got this like why not give it a shot um first tournament well actually many many tournaments i wasn't able to go to during Halo 2 because i was under 18 and my parents at the time which every parent should be right i mean nowadays mm-hmm. you have all these crazy storylines of you know your jeffrey Dahmers and you know your actual right. serial killers out there of people trying to like learn their psychology and all that but that's what my parents were afraid of. They were like, mm. you don't know who's out there. You could get kidnapped. You could get whatever it may be. You're under 18. You're going somewhere where we're not going to be there the entire time. Like, we just right. don't trust it. So I was 17 at the time. Meadowlands was a Halo 2 event. Oh, it was 2007. Get to go to that one. Ended up placing uh, fifth round losers free-for-all and fourth round losers 4v4s absolutely loved it knew that this was what i was gonna do i was like i'm getting a job now for this summer i'm getting money i'm 18 next year like i'm going to these tournaments and i'm at least going to three of them to see if i could go pro in three events yeah so 2008 rolls around done with my my job over the summer november november 6th ish maybe or october 28th halo 3 comes out pick it up start playing it the the motto at the time in the halo scene was new game new pros and i'm sure you hear it Mm -hmm. in in a lot of things and so that was the quote that you know drove me and my friends to get as good as we could it was like hey new game new pros they're learning it just like us yes they were great at the other one yeah but like you're learning at the same time as them like what makes them so much better than you wow that's a cool Um, concept yeah and obviously everyone at their core has this untapped potential of being great at something you know what i mean whatever it is whatever it is that gives them dopamine that gives them that that motivation there is something in everyone's life that will give you this feeling no matter as small as it can be or as big as it it could be and for me that that quote was literally it it was just like just don't stop like if they're putting in eight hours you put in eight hours if they decide to do 12 hours tomorrow you do 12 hours like wow like yes they have this head start from you but if I'm putting in the same time as them, there's just no way on a new one that I can't be there with them. Um, and so I go to three events. My uh, first one at Halo 3, literally play 17, 17 or 18. So we're literally okay. two spots away from being pro my first event. Next event is 
2008 San Diego. We placed top 24 again this time. We are 1920, and then we go to 2008 Orlando, and this is on the team status quo. Mm-hmm. Team status quo, or status quo, I should say. Literally, I called up my best friend, and I was like, making a Halo team. We're going to this event in Meadowlands 2008, the one that we got, 1718. Uh, I was like, I need a team name. You have any ideas? I was like, you're the wow. more creative person. Like, mm-hmm. give me stuff. Um, gives me a list of like ten things, um, and I forgot what the other one was that I was fighting against. But status quo was just number three on his list, and I just kept looking at it, and I was like, that's cool, man. Like, like status quo can mean so many things you know like what is the status quo uh right now we're world championships you know we won a world free-for-all our docuseries is check the status right like what's the status quo we'll check the status so and this is obviously me as a kid and not thinking business like or anything like that but just being like just words and like talking throughout the community like that's cool sq quote and i was like we're gonna go with that one and then so he started working on designs and everything and he got to it, and this is what it looks like today. Little oh. New York uh, Yankee logo, but before it was the letter SQ in a shield with the Chicago skyline with some AKs, 47s across it. Yeah. And obviously, esports has gone through a, a, a bit of a, a time frame when it was like, whoa, like even though we're playing shooter games, it was like, whoa, guns, not cool and stuff. So, like, yeah. the, the logo got not dumbed down because. Simplified. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, mm-hmm. I mean, Everyone knows the Yankees, you know. You see that NY on a on a baseball hat, you like it's the it's the New York Yankees, you know what I mean? Okay. So like at the end of the day I was like, but this this to me has more uh long longevity to it, you know what I mean? Like yeah. like what happens if the Chicago skyline changes, you know what I mean? Like sure. now all of a sudden we're Or you're not tied to Chicago. Exactly, anymore. exactly. Like yeah, so many yeah. things. And even at the time we were I was from Jersey. So I right. I don't even know <laughs> how I got the Chicago skyline now that I think about it seeing that we were in the metropolitan area new york is right there <laughs> i don't know how it became a chicago skyline but the fact that it did and the first person i met from xbox live was chicago and back to the the halo 3 stuff go to those three tournaments run out of money after placing literally just right one spot away from pro one Damn. match win in the normal bracket to literally place top 16 which was pro status at the time yeah um run out of money at the third event where again semi-pro just missed it i have this guy the father of this first person ever met on xbox live he's like what are you gonna do now i was like well you know i uh, had a summer job last year i said i was gonna give it three events you know if it took me more than three events or if i couldn't do it in three events then i had to go back to real life because i just don't have the money for it like i was i was such a simple thinker it was like oh i just need money to go give Go try three times. All right, got the money. Go try three times. If I'm done with it, on to the next part of life. Right. Um, and then that that next part at that point of life was continue school and finish it out. Sure. Next thing I know, here's a man that's wealthy from Chicago, um, has his own business, is inviting me out to their home where they're letting me stay three to four months during the summer. And I'm talking about they they live right next to where Michael Jordan golf wow. literally right there in, in the chicago land area in the suburbs everyone always just says chicago because sure. no one's ever going to know where like downers grove is i task <laughs> they're like right. where is that in chicago well it's illinois but it's like we say you know everyone says chicago <laughs> same state and yeah. so three events semi-pro meet this guy he's like hey team with you know the youngest player and, and joey the first person i ever met will mm-hmm. coach our team i was like i got nothing to lose 
It was yeah. like, like, what do I have to lose? Um, yeah, I was like, as long as my parents are cool with someone that I've met. And now I've, I even brought that kid who I first met at Meadowlands to my home, like, so my parents can meet him and all that stuff. So it was like, there's, yeah. you know, that connection issue, right? As a kid, you're like, connect the dots or your parents let you do the things you want to do. <laughs> right, um, good point. And so this guy ends up sponsoring me. And for us, is basically history. We literally placed pro the next event, you know? Wow. Like we're firing on all cylinders with all amateur players. We almost beat a team that consisted of Pistola, Cloud, um, Nexus, and I think at the time his name was Perplexity, but Cloud and Pistola, two of your greatest Halo players of all time, Pistola. Right. People know him across multiple games, not just Halo. Um, and he's only competed in Halo. And then Cloud was a guy who teamed with uh, Roy Lunchbox. Lunchbox mm -hmm. is now the coach of Optic Gaming. So people that are all just all-stars. And here yeah. we are going into my fourth event, this kid's second event maybe, and two other amateurs, and we almost 3-0 them. We go up Whoa. two. I think we go up 2-0 in them just to lose 3-2. But it was like at that point, I think is – is honestly where I knew that I was like, all right, dude, I'm I'm going to be good. Like mm. I I am way better than I ever thought I was. This has been a solo journey because again, right, European parents get a job, right. support the family, mm -hmm. and and now here I am, doing what I love. Got definitely lucky that I found uh, uh, a teammate whose parents just super freaking wealthy has right. business and play teaching his kid how to do business at a young age so like mm. you know like how most parents should be when you know that stuff right like right. that's generational wealth and stuff like that but immediately just it, it hits me i was like all right we're taking this serious like i'm gonna i'm gonna switch to part-time for college we'll work to finish my associates in the next year and then once I have that, I could always come back for the bachelor's. Right. So I get my associates in information technology. I take these summers way more serious. Hmm. After the, the kid's parent picked us up, we go pro-pro. New year starts. We start with a whole new team. We had two pros along with me and him, and we play 7-7. Seven, seven. So now we're placing pro and in the money within our first two events in 2009. Mm-hmm. Just like any other team, things get shaky, right? Everyone right. wants to win. And when you're not yeah, really yeah. winning, right, if you're just in between, you're like, there's got to be probably a change, especially when you're young, right? When you don't sure. look at the bigger picture, like, no, 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 We'll get way better working together once we get past this storming process yeah. in, in team development. Um, and as kids, you don't know that. You're like, nah, I just don't get along with this guy. Like, like, <laughs> exactly. screw him, man. His shot sucks. No, his thinking sucks. Dude, he says airhead things after games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. whatever it may be. And... We end up separating. I end up creating like this full new status quo roster. The uh, teammate of whose parents sponsored me goes on to a team called Triggers Down. His his name is Tots, by the way. He's kind of he's definitely known within the Halo scene. His brother's Joe Fry's creative director for mm -hmm. uh, Rocker now, I believe, over okay. in Minnesota. Yep. And so all people again right involved in the gaming scene that yeah. grew up with and I'm just like you I'm sure when you go to any of these events you're just right. like wow like you're here now you're here now yeah um and so reformat the team finish out the year probably like placing top 12 top 12 we go into 2010 and this new team is just one we're on the honeymoon stage so that sure. first event we just go fire and we get fourth place we're like wow Next event comes. We get fourth place again. We're like, wow, all right, we're right here. Like, mm -hmm. at this point, there's definitely no need to change, right? We're like, we keep losing by one game. Like, yeah. like do we change a whole roster because of one game? Hell no. So we just keep going. So we go 
fourth, fourth, fourth in 2010 to seventh, and then all the way back down to second. And so at the last 2010 MLG Nationals, we're there in the finals against Final Balls, who just two-peated, and they're looking for a three-peat to end Halo 3. We have everyone on our side rooting for us and stuff like that. But at that point, like they have all the momentum running on them knowing – who cares what the crowd's saying? We just won two back-to-back events. Right. Like just do it one more time, the last one. They ended up beating us. Me and my team are just going to be like anybody else. We're going to be like, damn, if we had one more year in this game, we would have won in that game. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate we never got to try with that roster once again, especially with like all the Master Chief Collection stuff that came out. Everyone went their own separate way. Assault, yeah. that was part of that Uh that first championship team for status quo works at 343 ace went over to space station gaming now is just mm-hmm. kind of holding his own team and enables over at 100 thieves yeah and then at the time i was over at optic and so we were just all split all over but we play second at nationals against ogre two's final boss team and i'm sure many people know the name final boss yeah going to the new season again halo reach now new game new pros same model right. we had a teammate that said hey Screw it. Whatever we did before, doesn't matter. New game, new pros. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And so even though we were pros, we were living by that motto. And we had the hardest time. Wow. We we had one of the worst records on game battles for Halo Reach because the way they were seeding it initially was by points. And we had the worst seed. But people saw us sticking together. And Mm. people were like, why are they sticking together? Like, yeah, they did good in Halo 3, but, like, they're doing terrible. And we were just, like, in our heads, like, something's off. Like, this just can't be. Later, we find out that it was just Xbox Live, you know, whole internet gaming and all that stuff. Some of us just weren't that good online at the time yeah. versus how good we were on LAN. Mm-hmm. And we go to this first event for Halo Reach, and we just absolutely dominate. We win it. Wow. Take our first championship. We're sponsored by Red Bull at the time, too. So Red Bull is absolutely in love with us. Um, they're flying us out at the event so we could all just hang out with the entire team. So Sick. it's it's you just felt that you know what you started with my best friend of just hey can you give me a team name to now like you know i'm hanging out with all these people that i would never thought about especially as as a as a kid coming from a european family off the boat like yeah with your parents always constantly telling you job work 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 like ha- like even being in this room would it be something i wouldn't have expected as a kid well um, because I, I would expect construction carpenter uh building what, whatever dealt with my hands that yeah. wasn't gaming and looking at a screen i would expect to where i was supposed to be sure. we're not supposed to be where parents thought i would be yeah um but it's just absolutely insane so we do that we continue the year um halo kind of fizzles out i'm on status quo i'm sponsored by red bull i think it's like one whole year that it like fizzles out for and like the whole community halo community is like is it going to come back to life is it not i see a tweet from Nate Shot, Merck Scump, and Rambo, I think I want to say at the time, and even Hex, uh, potentially. And they're like, they're looking for a Call of Duty coach. And I'm like, well, here I am on the side. During that Halo fizzle out, I was writing premium game strategy guides. I mm-hmm. did Battlefield 4, Titanfall, uh, Master Chief Collection, Halo 4. I feel like there's one more, and there's one more I feel like I just can't recall right now. But I'm doing that on the side. I'm like, well, I'm not competing. I'm not spending eight, 12 hours like I used to yeah. just practicing and just gaming every day like I normally would do. I was like, yeah, I'd be down for this. And they're like, 
well, you got to move to Chicago. You got to do like all these things. And I'm like, You're like, check out the skyline on my logo. Yeah. <laughs> and I already met them back in the day. There was a time in Halo Reach when they had the Black Ops tournaments with the Halo tournaments at MLG events. Mm-hmm. And in the pro lounges, it would be, it was always two optic guys and two status quo guys. And we would, uh, team up with two of the other ones and we played 4v4 oh, cool. against each other so yeah. we were good i was good friends with them way back in the day especially when proofy was on the team at the time and we used to always make the joke because we were we were placing fourth four fourth we were top dogs you know what i mean and they were same thing four fourth win fourth whatever it may be mm-hmm. and we're like we should we should call it optic quo and we're like yo that's pretty <laughs> dope right like as kids like yeah same thing but to me it full circles the whole my whole life in a sense because i did join optic right mm-hmm. that tweet came out joined them coached them for one event after that event they took coaches away from call of duty for some reason oh i'm not quite gosh. sure yeah. um so now here i am like on la la land like what now flame was like well everyone kind of likes you flame so like let's just stick you around and that went from the audience the green wall and the people in the house hmm. people in the house were just like me but starting out like how i started where it's like you know that you have to game, game, game. But me, at that point in my time, I also knew that, like, hey, I was a better gamer when I had stuff going on in my life. Like, when I had school oh, to distract point. my brain so it wasn't always on Halo, it allowed me to enjoy Halo much better when I actually sat down and game yeah. because I wasn't 24-7, right? Mm-hmm. It, was, it was one-third of my life, and the other two-thirds was the other stuff I had to deal with. And so... One of my biggest things when I moved into that first optic house, that 60-50, was just to make sure they, they left the house. They got sunlight, that they went yeah. out and moved around. Go to the mall, simple things. And they started doing that, and you could see that in the vlogs, right? Like, that yeah. vlog started coming out, and it's like, oh, it's not, like, right? Like, I helped them get out, and what do you know? People love to see what we do in real life because it's right. like, again, with the Turtle Wax, we already know everyone knows what you do with gaming. I have a motorcycle too. You have a motorcycle. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Like, and then you, you feel like you relate on another mm, level. 100%. Someone you already looked up to, you have something in common, you become a bigger fan. Mm-hmm. You're going to buy their merch. You're going to buy their what their sponsors are Everything, selling. Everything, man. Yeah. And, then, and then for me, the biggest thing for me that I always like to boast about is that I love the gaming community because I feel no matter where I am, if I was stranded anywhere in the U, maybe even in the world, actually, at this point, now that I think about it, I could probably hit up people. Maybe with a friend who's vegan. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, there you go. Literally, I could hit up anyone, anywhere, and I probably would find a place to stay for the night type of deal or a group of people to go hang out with that, you know, all correlate and relate to the things that I love that they love. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so on Optic, we're doing all the YouTube stuff. I'm not a competitor anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm learning the whole social media game, videos, all this fun stuff, everything that comes with it. I'm still sponsored by Red Bull. Destiny comes out during during that time with me on Optic. Red Bull hits me up to be like, hey, do you want to be on the face of 80 million cans of Red Bull? And at the time, I was Maybe. like, well, I just joined Optic, and I know, like, these some of these guys are way bigger than me like they just they're they're the forefronters of the whole scene i was like you sure you don't want one of them and they're like well i mean it makes way more sense with you and and again right right, why i love them right they're not just like throw it on these guys throw it on them and they'll do it type right right like listen it's like well we've already been with you mike we know you play halo destiny is old bungie so Mm -hmm. like it just seems that it would be something you would want to do i was like yeah, sure. I'm with it. It was Talk like me into it. Yeah, it was like, Just yeah. my arm. <laughs> um, but I remember also at the same time when they asked me, I was actually going for my uh, contract negotiation, and so they had a Blake Griffin and a 
Jason Williams or Darren Williams uh, can. Uh-huh. And uh, they're like, how would you like to be like like this? I was like, love it. How about 75 million of them? I was like, yeah, that's sweet. And then you're actually going to be the first one to come out. I was like, what do you mean? It's like, you got these cans of them already made. Like, when are they going to come out? It's like, we want to come out with yours first. And I was like, wow. I was like looking for the cameras and stuff. Like, uh-huh. all right, like Ripley's Believe It or Not. Like, this is a Red Bull thing that I felt was like close to them and they could be pranking me. So I was like, all right, bring the cameras out. Like, let me, where's Blake Griffin at or something like that? Right. And they're like, no, we're dead serious. I was like, I was like, how dead serious like dead dead serious and then i was like i had the beard at the time i was like so could i do it with a beard or no beard and they were like probably no beard i was like <laughs> so it's serious <laughs> so that's how i knew and i was like wow okay um yeah i was like i'm down let's figure out how this gets in the contract uh everything i had to deal with it and then so i think i think uh for those of us who have beards oh are yeah. serious about our grooming habits mm. we were talking before the podcast there's one oh, thing yeah, that we would share of our beards for, mm. which is a Halloween costume. We could add to that list. Yeah. If I'm going to be on 75 million cans of Red Bull, also willing to shave the beard. Mm. Okay. Yeah. We have two reasons. I like that. I like Got that. It. Yeah. So, yeah, for most people, I'm sure the people that know me, you know the beard that I grow out. But literally about a week or two ago, we had something down here. And we shaved it off for charity, uh, for Gamers Outreach. They've awesome. been a charity group I've been with since the beginning. Uh, one of the first optic charity streams I ever did was with them a 24 hour one and we raised mm-hmm. I think it was 13 or 16,000 initially and at the time the carts cost 45 4800 bucks to make you had wow. to make sure you had the proper medical equipment stuff that desanitized and all that now they got it down to 3500 bucks which is mm. awesome so that means that you know raising that same amount builds one extra cart which allows to get to a different hospital so great charity absolutely love them zach weigel is my guy he started that up from michigan just super cool dude um and everything that he actually does is just beyond cool and yeah so it contributes to so much within the community that he lives in and to such a greater audience and community which is amazing but yeah so we we do that with them absolutely crush it on cans now we move into the to the next year after all the cans with optic and i'm like oh halo's coming back this yes. is the perfect time to like uh push Hector into creating a Halo team. Yo, Hex, like what do I gotta do to make a Halo team? And at the time he was like, Pistola's still playing? I was like, Yeah. <laughs> He's like, if you get him on the team, I'm down. Mm-hmm. And I was like I was like in my head, like, this is probably gonna be easy. Like there's nothing yeah. going on in Halo. Like how hard is to ask, hey, do you want a team and like for this invitational event that I got invited to and then we'll just go yeah. from there? So the first optic Halo roster is actually probably one of the beefiest halo rosters ever and it was a roster that never actually got to practice together we just went to an invitational but if we got to practice together it would have been a cool team it was myself ace pistola and snipe down yeah. um snipe down obviously apex legends now just a beast pistola halo goat ace was my old status quo teammate who i won my first tournament with he also won the halo 4 global championship which oh, wow. was a 1v1 against pistola mm-hmm. um for i think the prize money for that one was two hundred and fifty thousand for one person and it would have just been a filthy team but i think where i was in my head at that time wasn't such a competitor it was learning that mm. social media game it was learning content it was learning okay how did scump nade shot and hex build call of duty to be as big as it was 
if it wasn't the studio, if it wasn't the people running the tournaments, right? Right. It was a simple thing, them putting the videos up online, people attaching to that, being like, hey, mm -hmm. and it goes back to the internet, right? Like when you find that one person that's just like you, and now you could connect to someone. I remember, I remember Hector it. telling me this one time. He, he we had lunch, and he, he said he's gonna give me his background of like behind the scenes optic. Uh huh. And it was like when he started optic, he's like, I knew we wouldn't win, mm -hmm. but we could create fans yep. and if the fans knew us if we put content out there if they knew who we were as people we would have the fans mm -hmm. you know and then as we got the fans then we started to crew the sponsors and then we started to have the opportunities to get the players mm -hmm. and then we had the championships and the fans yeah and it was like yeah whoa so simple and it's like that's still probably the hardest thing for me to do because definitely in the introverts so sometimes me just throwing on that camera and i think streaming is the easiest thing for me because my persona when i stream is that i'm a competitor so i just like like mm -hmm. to compete and, and whatnot for my youtube videos i feel i'll put more character into it versus my stream and again right like as i get older i think i'll i'll fight off that a lot better and get it out of my introvert stuff because everyone's always like yo Mike dude you're always hanging out with people and all this stuff and I was like yeah but many of you don't know that shit scares the living shit out of me like one yeah. of my famous quotes uh, a quote that held dear to me growing up was do one thing every day that you fear and I was like this is amazing right like going out to a tournament getting on a plane to go compete that was the thing I feared and so I did it hanging out with large groups of people that's not my comfortability Mm. shit scares the living hell out of me but i gotta go do it if i want to hopefully one day either get used to it or be like i don't either like it or dislike it it's just like there's times that i do, do exactly mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so all that stuff together is just is has been a crazy experience to to put together which is is yeah pretty out there i want to get something from you here as we um gotcha. you know get enough in uh in this episode here one thing is so as you see so kind of got status quo optic status quo mm -hmm. um optic is a famous organization huge fan base they've done a lot of things right mm -hmm. what are a couple things that you're taking from optic that inspire with what you're doing mm -hmm. and then what's something that is like completely different that you're saying hey i've got this new opportunity i get to decide what i want to do i'm gonna do this instead i would say the only i think i actually think it's uh interesting when i look at it um from an outside view but if i was to explain status quo best it would almost be like what you just explained about hex right like we mm -hmm. get the fans will be there right and then you had nate shot not be part of optic and he went to 100 thieves right and he was content based mm -hmm. right so content based which led him to having probably the number one merch esports company out there yes more pretty close in the top three um and so you had him and i don't think they had championships right away and stuff like not that. right away you, yeah you know recently I mean? like Holy yeah recently yeah, they're killing it but like what they came out was always their merch like that's what they were known for in the beginning mm -hmm. i think right the thing i defer from hector from nade shot is that my career was that i was top dog competitor you know what mm -hmm. i mean like i was out there and i was grilling with the top dogs um nade shot as well you know what i mean like it might have taken a while there but for sure you know that it was really the content that helped them like you said the fans right. once she was there and then the guys got a gold medal you know what i mean yeah and so i think that's where we defer the most because 
for example, Halo, we're only in year, it hasn't even been a year. December 21st will be official uh, one year anniversary of a status quo. And we already won two championships in the year, one of them being a Worlds. Yeah. Free for all event. But even with that, right? Like my old school competitor, 18, when I was like, force is all that matters, right? Like, doesn't matter. Absolutely wrong. Because now, me at this age, I'm like, how many people that I grew up with actually won in fours though? It's only wow. like a few people that mm. I know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that goes across any game title. When when we talk about Scump, it's like Scump has won so many. Like who are the other people that have won as like as much as that? Right? Right. It's like, uh, and when they do, at least for Call of Duty, it's just like you got Crim Six, Aches, and them all. It's like they're the ones that were always winning. You know what I mean? So like right. their pool of winners is even smaller. And that goes across the board of all sports and you know, all competitions. Like. Being a champion at something is not easy or else we would all do it. You know what I mean? Right. And obviously it all comes down to how you look at it in life, right? Like this is already a competition that's set in stone, right? Like if your goal was to be like, I just want to make $10,000 every month, right? Like I know if I make 120 at the end of the year, got everything I want. That's my right. competition. How do I grind and hustle against myself to do that, right? Same thing as a competitor, as an athlete. When it comes to chess, it doesn't matter what the competition is, right? Like mm-hmm. there's only a few champions, right? There's right. only a few billionaires, right? Like this right. S- small numbers. And so for the fact that in year one, we already take two of those, one being a world championship, to me is absolutely insane because I went into it the same train of thought. I was like, I don't think there's players in Halo from the contracts that I'm hearing that I think are worth this much, but they're all my homies, so I'm, I'm happy that it's inflated right now type of deal. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, the Halo viewership was all good, that if it all continued that way for them, I'd be happy for them. But me knowing the scene really well, and it's my scene, like mm-hmm. I'm going to pay people what I – to think they deserve and if i know that they're going to hustle and do the stuff that we did on optic that hex asked us to do mm-hmm. then there's going to be talk about like hey like we want you on board for life right like you right. you like your vision is aligning with our foundation and mm-hmm. why would i want to get rid of the person who's actually bringing in fans versus just competing and not doing anything you know what right. i mean like especially with so many pros hopping around to different teams all the time mm-hmm. and fans typically uh, favor a player over a team. It's 100%. like, hey, my favorite player's leaving. I'm going to follow that team now. 100%. So there's yeah. a lot of value in mm-hmm. retaining those players. And, yeah. and, and I think that's the biggest thing nowadays. It's like when I see the, the veteran players, they just want a paycheck realistically nowadays. They want sure. a paycheck and they want to win a championship. And that's it. Um, they don't care if they build an audience for themselves so mm-hmm. that like down the line, like they do something at the end of their career. Um, and I want people like that because I want the person who isn't just one tracked, like just looking at the championship. I want that to be your biggest goal because that's my biggest goal. Mm-hmm. But I want you to understand like, hey, like we have to take this right and we have to take this left so you could develop and grow as an individual. Right. And that's going, and, and it kind of even goes back to how I told you, I think a competitor works way better, a player in esports, if they have something besides the game to focus on every single day. Right. Um, and so that's my whole thing. And, and it even goes back to what Hex says. When you see Scump, who does it better than him from content to competing, right? Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of Hex being like, it's probably you have to put a video up. And HF probably like, let's get a video up. We're, we know we're good already, but let's just like, but I, I did this video, the same thing yesterday. Who cares? Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. Just keep going, right? Like, it doesn't matter how many videos you put out because maybe 
you put out 300 and 290 of them 99 aren't watched but mr 300 is watched for 50 million times you know what i mean right so it's like just like investing you just throw it out there um mm -hmm. but the good thing is that you get to create your own stuff and if you do your due diligence and you are being you know passionate and and really hustling out there for yourself because you know that like hey like i'm doing this to create this for all the other people and they right. enjoy it and if they enjoy it and they're helping me out and i'm helping them out what's there's no you know it's a win-win at that point right. but if you're just like Oh, I, I think this is just what they want. I'm gonna throw this out, try to get this audience. It's like no, you're not your true Stop. self. Exactly, you that know what I mean? changes. Yeah, well, something that is your true self that you've had, uh, um, uh, done very well and and are well known for is fitness, mm -hmm. right? And so I was actually talking to somebody uh, yesterday. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have this dude on. You know, he's like really into fitness. He's in Men's Health magazine and all the things. And friend was like, gaming and fitness, and I was like, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a real. thing. So, mm -hmm. um, summarize so we can squeeze, squeeze it all in, but is, what is your perspective on gaming fitness? Why is it so important and how can it, how can gamers like maintain being fit when a lot of the training and what you have to do is, is sitting down? I like it. So yeah, I think... Well, I think it's just all all walks of life. But if you if you train your body physically and mentally, there's just no question you're going to advance in whatever you do in life. Like it's just going to make you better. When we think about ourselves in the Stone Age or caveman style, right? Like these people, like the hunters were known as like the big dogs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you don't mess with the hunter. The hunter's going out to get his food. The hunter could put you down. The hunter could do a lot of things. And so mm. what's the difference between a hunter and the person that just stayed in the village? You know what I mean? Oh, the hunter is moving probably all day and right. is like life or death. Like needs to be, needs to be clicked. I think I'm probably the best guinea pig when it comes to gaming and fitness because I definitely was a person who enjoyed strength training, power lift training yeah. kind of. And the biggest thing with lifting that we all have to understand is that when you lift heavy, you're really targeting your central nervous system. Pretty much whenever you lift, you're gonna hit your central nervous system. But when you really lift heavy, like you're like you're letting it know like you could lift heavy weight and it becomes right. a psychology thing. Mm. Um, when it comes to gaming, you don't really want to strength train. Like say okay. you like say your world championships coming up in the next three months, mm -hmm. uh, four months, whatever it may be. You want to avoid the heavy lifting. You want to avoid what it whatever would burn out your central nervous system, because um, when you're gaming already, it's already uh, being used so much, right. right? Like that's all that's being used pretty much when you're gaming. So, working out or fitness, I should say, because working out is completely different. Just lifting weights, fitness for gaming to me is probably three four times a week two of those or actually three times a, uh, a week maybe with weights uh, two times a week with cardio and the other two days like hey you as an individual pick stop locking yourself in the gym mm -hmm. you want to go you want to go bouldering rock climbing go rock climb yeah you want to go sit down and go karting go go karting like you're gonna right. your arms are gonna get tired trust me but like you're go skateboarding you're meant to go, yeah, yeah whatever it may be something that you just enjoy that you know is going to cause you to move you don't have to be the best mover at it and you don't gotta you know have to do kick flips pot, everything that you know how right. to do yeah if it's just 
going around the block for 20 minutes, kick, push, kick, push, right? You're moving. That's all that matters. You know what I mean? And Mr. Newton's famous, right? An object at rest stays at rest. An object right. in motion stays in motion. And um, so for me, growing up, I definitely, or within the gaming scene, I learned that when I was lifting heavy, I was playing worse or it felt more stressful to play because my body's trying to recover from the heavy lifting yeah and now dealing with like trying to do all these calculations and predicting how the other players are going to play what my what my players are going to do and it caused definitely little little headaches so i would say three days of just you know uh push pull legs simple as that yeah between those you do you know 20 30 minutes of cardio on the days in between that yep. and then the next two days just just have fun moving you have if you have a yeah. partner go go trail you know climbing uh walking uh go rent kayaks like anything to move for 20 30 minutes and you'll be fine i like that because one thing is so i i just work out all the time you can tell just can but um, i was gonna say when you brought that up i was like <laughs> it's like i still i'm still into big time nutrient uh yeah. nutrition and i definitely like biohacking the human body because it's like oh wow if i put these b's or put these c's right. and stuff like that's like whoa like you know gaming has a stigma of, of specific you know prescribed drugs that players like to use right and i was never that guy i was like whoa like i like health i like all I this stuff because yeah. at 20 i think it was 21 22 out of health scare had a erosive gastrosis and esophagitis itis which is basically like the worst form of heartburn and so i whoa. had damage at my stomach lining was damaged and the GERD was getting so high that it was starting to get up to my throat. Like it was hitting Yikes. my esophagus. So it could have got to the point where it would have melted that. And then I have one of those holes potentially and all that stuff. Whoa. And that's just from when I didn't know about nu uh, nu nutrition. Just put anything in my body. Create all the stuff that GNC that they used to have behind yep. the key lock. That definitely wasn't safe. But like in high school, you're like, he took that and got massive. I want it. You know what yeah. I mean? And so that's all that created me to lead to the biohacking because I was like, I know people who do this stuff. That's not the route I want to go. Like, mm -hmm. as a kid, yes, I've experimented, right? Just sure. obviously knew that it wasn't for me type of deal. And so me was always biohacking the body, right? It was like, hey, just eating yeah. a banana before your match. Is that the key for insulin? Quick sugar spike? Is right. it? Is it the, uh, what's this, uh, the football player, Marshawn Lynch's style, you know, Sour Patch Kids or yeah. Skittles on uh -huh. the side type of deal? Um, so it was just all these little things um because it was like this stuff really does actually help in games like it's right. just absolutely insane like like even anyone watching this right like go throughout an entire day of what you feel that you're so good at doing and just don't drink water like, like <laughs> let me know how like let me know how effective you are you know what i mean like how yeah. effective you were at doing everything so oh man like no lubrication in the arm to like potentially open the door that like normally I would fly out my door and now right in the morning no more you know what I mean so it's like that's that's the simplest one I could always say and it's like that's not fitness it's like no it, that's kind of the whole part right like mm -hmm. fitness nutrition and then rest recover right like that's all that's fitness that's all together the human body um and yeah it's the simplest one don't drink water for a day and watch how poor your performance goes down in anything. Yeah, and I like the simplicity. But don't do that. About don't it. do that. Yeah, <laughs> take his word for it for sure. Um, I like the simplicity because it's attainable. You know, like I might like be like, oh man, this. Oh yeah, yeah. You've been in Men's Health magazine. Like you're or you're doing all this stuff. Like I can't do that. And sometimes we can go to a point where we try to perfect something so much that we don't do anything at all. 
Yep. And so I, I had a couple of shorter shoulder injuries the last two years. And with COVID and not being able to lift, I got completely out of my routine. And I was so surprised how hard it was to get back into it again. And one of the things which last couple of months I've been able to get back into it, one of my friends said, John, doing it is more beneficial than not doing it. True. It's like, yeah, you know, at age 39, I'm probably not like trying to be like some bodybuilder. Bodybuilder. And so I don't need to fully maximize, oh, I got to be huge, have a six pack and everything. It's like, no, do what you enjoy. Do it in a way that, yeah, it's going to maybe have the the best results that you can. Mm -hmm. But like the perspective of move every day. Yeah. Doing it is more than you can. And then, that's something you can build on if you want to. Yeah. But oftentimes we put such a lofty goal that's unattainable, we don't start or we burn out right away. 100%. Yeah. No, you said that perfectly. It's like uh, literally um, how I said pick what you enjoy, skateboarding, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like all of a sudden you're like, wait, I can't kickflip, but I want a double kickflip. Mm-hmm. Like what do I need for this? Oh, I, I got to work on my calves. I got to work on my quads. Right. All of a sudden you, you just add random – you wake up in the morning and you're like, I'm going to do 50 body squats every morning now and every night before I go to bed. And right. like, because it's the same as anything else. It's the same as me going to the stock market, putting $1 in the SPY and being like, in 10 years, this should be up 30%, whatever, you know, like the, mm-hmm. the pros tell you it should be up. Same thing. If if one whole year I do no squats and then I do 20 in the morning and 20 at night for a 40 every day and you add that up and compound it throughout the entire year. Yep what you are after that one year versus the previous year you're like i didn't think i did a lot but like how can i like why do i move so much better and it's just like well you were lubricating those joints you were moving them it doesn't matter it could be and it's like you said just work to build on something right learn Mm -hmm. how to do that first squat and then once you've like i can finally squat then move on to your next move you know what i mean like just pick and choose just like you know all i'm sure even you on things that you read up to be like how do i continue self-educating myself as i get older right it's like listen to a podcast right like listen mm-hmm. to one or read a book you know once a month type of deal same thing right learn one right. move every month there's 12 months in a year you could come out with three uh four leg moves four press moves four pull and then in year two you set out your schedule on how you want to train you know what i mean right uh, and that i guess obviously what i just did did there was reverse engineering and it's like that's all you got to do for anything in life right Mm. like who's the best of the best what do they do and then restart from their bottom and just climb the steps or the steps that you think i wouldn't want to do this one but i would want to experience this right Mm -hmm. like you could you you now have a storyline you have a Mm -hmm. a not a storyline but a time frame of like how everything happened right well before i let you go is there anything with the new version of team status quo um that you'd like to share so with the new version of team status quo uh like i said we won our in in year one we won two championships to end the year we won the halo championship series free for all world championship for 2022 my uh player uh, i think he just turned 19 at the start of october odonis uh bobster gonzalez um i think one of the beauties of what i'm doing now is i get to see people that might not have the easiest upbringings Mm. and so i could help people get out of situations that 
might be pitted against them. Um, and this player That's being cool. one of them, uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut's where he's from. I think Joe Rogan said something about the area that he's from. He's like, there's nothing yeah. good there. There's nothing <laughs> good there or something like that. And he sent it to me and I was dying. Um, but yeah, if you search up Team Status Quo on Twitter, give them a follow because the group of people I'm putting together are pretty much just like anyone else. People that, you know, deserve that they uh, should have a shot, believe that they're good enough, but don't have the resources and tools to get them out there to the hmm. you know locations they have to get to actually, you know, prove that they are as good as they say they are um, and show us their support. Uh, with that championship, we're going to be putting this red jersey on sale because like I was telling John before uh, we started, a culture piece that I do want to do is every time we win, and I'm still deciding on it, but every time we win a championship, I, I like the world championship better just because it's like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I, I do believe there's going to be a point status quo will be literally up there, 100 Thieves phase optic, mm. and we will be winning stuff because, one, that's just who I am as a person, right? Year yeah. one has proven that um, we, I wanted it in fours, and I know I could put a team of developed pros together mm-hmm. and be like, oh, placing top four, top four, and all that. Um, but the fact that I already seen year one, I did it uh, with young kids, and and like, the, yeah, I, I had offers for a couple of my kids too throughout the year, like to sell them, and they're not realistically based on their, you know value shouldn't be worth anything that they were offering me, and obviously mm. negotiating and being like, hey, you're pulling my teams, I was able to sure. ask for more. Um, but that that's the whole goal is like didn't get rid of them thankfully because one that's the only thing about starting an org i guess i dislike is that people know that you probably don't have as much funds as you as your top dog esports orgs so when i find the talent try to grab them real early but like right. for me i'm like stick around exactly play yeah. the long game um yeah. but yeah so our kid bobster won the 2022 halo championship ffa we're awesome. looking to put these on sale i will uh figure that all out and i'm sure once we discuss we'll be able to put it down below and all that yep. stuff to to be like did it did it happen did it not happen but this will probably be the last time you will see this red jersey unless you purchase one obviously and then the, for year 2023 we should have a new championship red jersey nice. our main color is gold yeah so uh usually friday and saturdays or or just day one and day two i shouldn't call them friday saturdays anymore but days one and day two we wear our gold yellow jerseys and then day three which is usually championship uh day we wear the reds love it mm-hmm. cool well how can people follow uh status quo and you in the ways you'd like them to so for right now, Team Status Quo, we are only live on Twitter. That's at Team Status Quo. Definitely give it a follow. I'm trying to get it to 10,000, hopefully, before the end of the year. It's kind of one of my uh, little goals for uh, 2022. For myself, Flame Sword, basically on anything. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram. My TikTok is Flames World because uh, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure a teenager yeah. girl has it and she has not responded back to me in, in purchasing <laughs> it. And she doesn't even use it from my understanding. Come on. But I'll, I'll keep trying Give to Give the go. man his TikTok. Exactly. Um, and then, uh, yeah, for the most part, I'm usually streaming either three to four times a week, currently in a huge Apex binge. Just absolutely love the game. Um, sneak peek for sure. That is definitely the next game that I'm looking to push te- uh, status quo into. Mm-hmm. Um, I already have been in talks with a couple people, um, but I, I think I'm going to do it a, a bit differently um, just because it seems whatever game I play, if I ever 
intrigue myself into wanting to compete in it, there seems to be a crowd of people who like to watch that. Awesome. Because there is like, does he still have it? Um, yeah. And obviously, I started competing at the, at the start of this year underneath my own org, and we placed pro. We were pro wow. at the start of the year. And he so, does still like, have it. Exactly. You know what I mean? So that's the uh, the exciting part. That's my, like, my passion is, like, I'm a competitor, like I told you in the beginning. So, like, for me, it's, like, if you give me the opportunity, if my partner's, like, oh, Mike, we, we raised this much money and all this stuff, you could, like, play for the first half of the year if you want, if you think it's, like, better for the org and all that. And with, I mean, I've already seen it, like, when I stream on Twitch for Halo competitions, like, I'm doing way better than all my guys. And when I'm mm -hmm. not playing and trying to drive them, it's not 100% there yet. And sure. that goes back to the content. But we'll be looking to make a uh, Team Stats Call YouTube for 2023 as well. So hopefully, Thanks. you know, when you search it in about a month or two, it'll be all live and all that stuff. And we'll start rolling everything out. Perfect. Well, I appreciate it. It's super cool to hear, like, the perspective of sponsors in this space from the pro player's perspective. Mm -hmm. You have an incredible career. You've achieved so much. Congratulations and all that. Thank you. Thank you. And we're just hyped to see what uh, status quo is going to continue to do. I appreciate it, man. We're going to do big things, man. 2023, I'm taking a 4v4 Halo championship. No questions asked. Let's get it. Mm -hmm. Thanks for joining me. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for listening to the DLC Drop Podcast. This podcast is part of the Esports Futuri Podcast Network and produced by Innovation Media Enterprises. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast channel and leave us a review.